1: Jonathan Fritzen. And news with the smoothest show on the internet radio, your host, the Jazz Queen. Hello and welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz. My name is Terry, a.k.a. The Jazz Queen. Thank you so much for joining me here on the jazz, uh, Talking Smooth Jazz. If you'd like to join us in the chat room, please go to Talkingsmoothjazz.com and click on Text picture, and that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485, 646-716-5485. I am joined today by Aaron Ryder. He is the brain child. I mean, just incredible, um, behind the Groover Tech Orchestra. This is a, a group of 27 musicians that he has handpicked from around the world to put together um, the CD called One More Time. Aaron, welcome to Talking Smooth Jazz.
2: Hi, Terry. Thanks for having me.
1: It is my pleasure. Now, listen, I've been reading up on this um, project and your bio and everything, and this has been I mean, this is just a great undertaking that you've taken here. I've never heard of anyone doing anything quite like this. Um, let's start with what was your inspiration to putting together Groovatech Orchestra?
2: Well, I have a history of drug addiction going back in time. And after being hospitalized four times and a massive drug overdose, you know, I, I lost everything. I had to look at death into order to understand what living meant and the universe. God came in there and saved me, and he somehow used music to get me to focus. It got through. I never forgot about it. It was always there. It was like a guide that guided me out of the darkness. And in 1999, I opened up a bank, and while I opened up the bank, I didn't forget, and I made this a project to be a part of what saved my life. Mm -hmm. So... From 1999 to somewhere around 2008, the latter of 2008, I started looking for the musicians. The first musician that I looked for, which I could not get, was Stanley Jordan. Couldn't find them. He was invisible. I spent a year looking for him. I, I, I couldn't find them, but I went to his producers, Nova Santa, which is the Nicolsi family in Milan, Italy. And I said they had no idea who he was. However, when they found out what I wanted to do, they jumped on the bandwagon. And it's almost like every one of these musicians were waiting for me because it's very, very difficult. You have booking agents. You have managers. Somehow, I got through except Stanley Jordan. And then one thing led to the next and led to the next and led to the next and led to the next. Consequently, none of us played this together. We all did this remotely from around the planet.
1: Okay. Now... How were you able uh, – first of all, let me introduce you to my co-host, Mike Reynolds. Mike, meet Aaron.
2: Hey, how are you doing? Hi, Michael. How are you doing? I'm going
1: fine. That's a good thing. Okay. So you said that you weren't able to um, uh, get one artist, but how were, you able to, how were you able to manage to gather up 27 artists from around the globe, essentially, to put this um, project together? And how long did it take?
2: To get the artists together, after after I after I had after I put all the genres together, which was a very difficult process because you're adding six different genres, and things just don't mix. So you have so you have to go through it and over it and over it and over it. And over it, and over it. it took me approximately a year and a half of being on the phone, going through booking agents, um, from booking agents to managers, and then the. The first artist after I spoke to Novocento, and he won't, he'll, he'll still deny it today, it's Philip Sacy. Philippe mm-hmm. Sacy. I actually contacted him where he lived here in Midtown. And uh, I talked to him, and today he still says I'd never happened, but, but it did. I understand the reasons why. He would say it's not as out of embarrassment. But I then went to uh, Kelly Minucci's manager, Bruce Nichols. And Bruce Nichols communicated with Kelly. And then I received the phone from Kelly. We spoke for about an hour. Okay. Once he understood what I wanted to do, he jumped in, and that was special effects. All right. Um, after that, then um, Marcus actually, – actually, Philip Sacy recommended Marcus, uh, uh, rec- recommended Mark Antoine out in Spain. All right. And then Mark Antoine recommended um, Jeff, Gu- Jeff Gulab, who's, got, who's yeah. having some problems with his, with, with his vision. Mm-hmm. Right, and then I put on uh, Matt Marshak I've known for quite some time, I've worked with Matt Marshak and his brother Chris on drums all Right, and then I went out and I looked for the best Iwi player on the planet which happened to be Jeff Kishiwa and tied with um, with Marcus Anderson, uh, Jeff Kishiwa plays plays all horns and the Iwi and Marcus Anderson has the aided flute, right. so I split them, I, I actually have Marcus Anderson playing flute around but he fills in on, on the Iwi and then it was the rest. I put on um, uh, Wayne Jones of Australia, Mike, Mar- Mike McArthur who plays saxophone, Greg Adams, Greg Adams on horn, Carl Anderson on percussion, um, Mino Mino Cinelli, who plays percussion. He also plays guitar. He plays bass. He plays he plays everything. So during a live show, he'll be bouncing around, freaking people out. It freaks me out just being <laughs> in the <a> studio.
1: <laughs> okay. Now, how much uh, – okay, then, so, uh, again, how long did it take to put this project together?
2: In the aggregate, 13 years. It, it took eight years of just putting the music together. It took another, another year and a half putting all the musicians together. Like I, like Slim Man, a bona fide, I had a real hard time tracking him down because he's down there in Tennessee doing his country stuff, and between his country stuff and the bona fide, I was like, Wow. You know, how does one guy be so funky and then write for country at the same time? I'm like, okay, I need that diversification. I need that. I mm-hmm. need that type of mind. Once I got all the musicians, to, once I got all the musicians together, then we started recording. That took another year and a half.
1: Mm.
2: Then the video. Then, then both the videos.
1: Okay, and how much did all of this cost you?
2: Five million dollars. Wow. Just each artist. Each artist got ten thousand dollars just to play. That just gives you an eye, just 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 to play. So you know, on 12 songs, you're talking 350,000 just just paying the artist, and then there's mm. all the time and all the production cor- all the production costs, the studio, mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. all right. Mm-hmm. It just
2: goes on. The transportation back and forth, the hotel space, it's just endless. The the renting of instruments, it's just mi- it's just mind-boggling. It just just getting them in there and finding the time.
1: Wow. Well, I just have no. to say kudos to you because you did a great job on this.
3: Mm-hmm. Um,
1: you know, for all that time. Go ahead, Mike.
3: No, I just wanted to say that you know, with so many artists that you selected for these, um, for this, for this uh, album, how did you go about selecting each one for the track? You know, because you know you have to kind of, you know, mm-hmm. mix and see which ones that were you know perfect for for uh, selected tracks. So how did you go about this the uh, process of picking which artist that was going to play on a certain track?
2: It's a very good question. Well, keep in mind, since I spent eight years putting the signature sound together, it's very unique. It can't be duplicated. Anybody who wants to do it has to do what I do. They have to go through the pitfall. They have to go through the danger zone. They have to go through hell. They have to go through drug addiction. Since I know the sound, all right, I have Killy Manusi as my, as my music director, and I have him in the lead on everything. When I would put something together, I'd run up by Killy, all right, it would be put down and then the flute will always be there so marcus anderson will always be there i have two drummers at all time i always have percussion but what happened what would happen is i would rotate each song has a, a, a an aggregate of thirteen to sixteen artists and i would change a few artists to change to change the genre sound All right. on one track i would pull out smooth ac and inject electronic. on another track i would pull out pop and replace it with soft rock so, when you're constantly using the artist, you change the genre. The sound is going to change. So it's sort of it's it, it's it's sort of, it's sort of like walking in and and asking for your favorite meal, and then adding adding sautéed onions and mushrooms, and then on a sautéed sautéed onions and mushrooms, let's add some peppers, right? Let's pull this out and put this in. So so it's sort of like when we're doing the recordings, it's like a workshop, because I'll have each artist play four or five different different styles and tracks and sounds when it gets into engineering we pick we pick it's not like we can be inside a studio where people just start playing this is all being done remotely and i'm not there so they would play i'm confident in their abilities because that's way that's why they are where they are that's why i am where i am they would play and then we'd come in on some tracks we would dub it it would sound so good we would take two different sounds put them together and then make it as one you can't see that outside the studio but that's what happens. The the, the challenge well the challenge will be is when we do a live show.
1: Now, did you write all of the music? Um or did some of the artists contribute um, to it as
0: no, well? No, I wrote
2: I wrote I wrote all songs except right now. Right now was actually wrote it was written by um Nova Cento, and what's his name? Billy he's dead now, um Billy, give me, give, me, give me some help. Billy something. Billy Paul? No, 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 Billy. He played with the Beatles. Okay. He played with everybody around the planet. Oh. He just died recently, within three years.
1: Mm, not sure. Well,
2: yeah, right Right now, like a dream, and let me tell you something. Let me tell you something was written by Novocento and Stanley Jordan. Okay. All right. Okay. Um, all of the tracks were written by myself and Novocento. Okay. They they, no. they actually pushed they actually pushed um um right now oh uh, Billy Preston, I'm sorry, Billy Preston. Okay. All right, Billy Preston and then Like a Dream was written by Nicolese and Sun is Rising was written by George Brown and Nicolse. And let me tell you something it was written by George Brown, Nicole C, and Stanley Jordan. But Nicol the Nicole C Brothers is actually Novicento. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. Now, out of the 27 musicians on this um, CD, one more time, how many are out of the country? How many are in different countries?
2: You've got uh, Nova Santo, it's four, um, Mark Antoine in Spain, that's five, Chris Jandring in England, six, and Wayne Jones in Australia, it's seven.
1: Wow. And all of this was done electronically, so yeah. nobody came into the studio and performed any of the music. That's just – um,
2: yeah, Well, I mean, everybody went into their own stu- – everybody went into a studio remotely, pre-recorded, right, right. And, then sent, and then sent it back in AIF form, which okay. was converted to Wave, was recruited to Wave and um, MP3. What you see out there today is the MP3.
1: Okay. Okay, now there's also a couple of videos uh, for the um, CD. One more time, tell me about this, And that's how I found out about um, Tech Orchestra. I was on YouTube uh, and happened to come across the video and saw all of these artists playing. And then I noticed Marcus Anderson, and I'm like, uh, Is he in another band? Because I know hey, he's yeah, yeah. touring with Prince. So <laughs> hey, I thought, well, is he in uh, another I, band or something?
2: <laughs> I, I get that all the time because, like, yeah, Marcus Anderson is on tour with Prince. All right, Kelly Minousi, Kelly Minousi's done 35 albums, 150 collaborations. He writes for the Backstreet Boys, um, Celine Dion. It, it, it's, it's, it's so, and the same thing with Philip Stacey, the Rolling Stones, Billy Joel, the B-52s. It's endless. And I was actually delighted to be able to get all these guys because they're all like, yes, we want to do this. Mm-hmm. But when we, the, when we did the video, it started off. I put it on, uh, I, actually, I actually uploaded it to Vivo. Vivo had a hundred, uh, Vivo had, I think, today has 1.5 million hits. Um, Vimeo's got 300,000. YouTube had over six million, and they pulled it from me. And they said that it was impossible for a, a project like Grubertech to compete with the Rolling Stones to have that many hits, and they pulled it from me. It was very upset. It was very upsetting. Yeah, right. I've, people, I've people, heard
4: that story. Yeah. Well,
2: it's real. Listen, the album is gold. I've, I've had 27 million streams. 27 million streams, and I sold over a million copies. A million copies. So, by them, tell, by them telling me that, I feel insulted because it appears that the big record labels have their hands in it. And they can't compete with me because I'm all self-promoted. I have all my own money. I put myself out there. As a matter of fact, not only did Groover Tech hit number eight on the Smooth Jazz charts, we hit number 28 on the Adult Contemporary, and that's not possible. You have to be out there in the mainstream for a very, very long time, to go up there with Fleetwood Mac, The Rolling Stones, Billy Joel, Rod Stewart, I came in number 28 on Media Base and number 33. I hit the top 40, and that was my first time in. So it's kind of it kind of scares to be Jesus out of artist, management, and the record labels because who's who's this new guy? How did he get there? And it was done. It was done without um, with, with, without VH1. It was done without MTV. No support. Obviously, because, you know, everybody out there, you know how this. You know how the music industry is. Everybody has their hands out. You don't pay them, they don't put you up there. So I did it all myself. No record label. I promoted it all myself. And that was the challenge also. How do you take something that's got five separate genres and introduce it? It's not AC, it's not funk, it's not groove, it's not hip-hop, it's not rock, it's all together yeah so the AC so the smooth jazz the smooth jazz took it right up then the AC then the hot AC then the roll then the rhythmic it kind of freaked me out I actually I was attacked by a lot of hip hop artists because they didn't like the idea of our music being played on hip hop stations I didn't All ask right. for it it just, it just fell into place but it's about mm-hmm. the music it's not about mm-hmm. the money it's about the music hmm
1: hmm Wow. Okay, well, we're going to get into some of that music. Let me welcome Joe from Germany. Um, he is in the chat room. We have a guest in the chat room. Are there any artists, um, Aaron, from Germany on the, e- on the CD?
2: No. I, uh, believe it or not, yeah, I do, I do have on the, on the next album, um, his real name is George. <laughs> uh, I, I do have one, but I don't want to really say it until it's, until okay. it's done.
1: Okay. No problem. I'm
2: using, jo- I'm using George as a synonym. It's, okay. not fair. it's not fair that I bring a person out until they're actually on it.
1: I understand. We understand that. All right, I'm going to play uh, one more time. Tell me about this one.
2: you want me to talk about it, or are you going to play it?
1: Um, tell me about it. Just give me a little history about it first, and I'll
2: play it. Uh, one More Time is about a guy, yours truly, who has a drug addiction, and I have to go through life one more time to get it right. Mm.
1: Okay. Now, listeners, if you think you've never heard uh, music by Groovatech Orchestra, when I play this song, you will say, oh, yeah, I've heard that song before. This is One More Time. one more time from Groovatech Orchestra's CD. Um, This is a CD that composes, that includes 27 musicians and is the brainchild of Aaron Weider, who is taking more than 10 years to put this project together. And I think this is just, I mean, this is just awesome. It is really, really awesome. Um, At one point, when you were asking the musicians to join you on this project, did, did they ever say to you that it can't be done that you're crazy i mean what are uh, you thinking
2: <laughs> yeah the, the first person that had a problem with was, was chris dandring because if you listen to the melody what i did was i abstracted i abstracted the rhythm and i have multiple melodies so when i told chris dandring what i wanted he says it's going to sound muddy no i says okay let me send you a track called sun is rising and sun is rising i've got four i've got four separate guitars four separate melodies now, if Tchaikovsky, Bach, and Amadeus put, can, put a symphony, can put a symphony together, 300 years ago, 400 years ago, with 100 musicians with no electricity? Who says we can't do that because mm-hmm. there were no guitars back then? Yeah. So when I sent him the track, Sun is Rising, he paused and he says, okay, I'm having a senile moment. You know, I took that as he wanted the limelight for himself. And you know something, this is, this is a shared effort. If you're playing the guitar and I compliment you and I play a second melody, there's no problem. There's, there will always be room. We could do this 20, or 30 times. Same thing with, with Marcus Anderson and Jeff Casillo. When Marcus Anderson is playing the UE, Marcus Anderson will come in right behind him on the flute, and he'll compliment, he'll compliment him while he's playing, and he'll play the flute with another melody. So if you listen, you'll hear eight or nine different melodies throughout the track that all blend together. That was the only, that was the only pitfall.
1: OK. Now, who who were the artists on one more time?
2: Novisento, that's um, Lino Pino, and the sister Rosanna and his wife. All right, uh, Mark Antoine on on acoustic guitar. Um, Pino was Pino plays electric guitar. Uh, Rosanna plays bass guitar. Dora, uh, Dora and uh, and Tatiana. You don't see Dora, but she's singing with me. Okay. Um, Kelly Minusi on guitar, uh, Matt Marshak—he's actually playing the Pink Floyd rhythm. You'll hear like the Celtic sound. Marcus Anderson on flute, Jeff Cashua on on Ewe, Chris Marshak on drums, um, Joey Brooks also on bass, and then Lionel Cordu Lionel Cordu on drums, and then Mino Sinelli on percussion.
3: Wow. That's crazy. Now, for this <laughs> single, it is crazy because for this single, you had a video for the single one more time, and it yeah. uh, required 16 video shoots worldwide. Correct. And I'm like, you know, how did you guys do that, in that sequence, or how did you guys put that together? And apparently the, this uh, single is being played in uh, at the coming actions at movie theaters in the... In the New York area, how did you get uh, set up well?
2: It's actually, as well? it's actually, it's actually everywhere now. That's a year ago. It, it's everywhere. It, it's, it's global. It's, you know, it's on all, it's on all satellite companies around the country. Uh, it, it's, it's on on Musac. It's on DBX. It's on Galaxy. It's hitting the, it's hitting, it's hitting the videos like Storm. It's on CBC California Music Channel. Um, it's on uh, Miami music, Miami Music Channel. It's, it, it's, 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 it's. It, 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 as a matter of fact, CBS Radio has it. If you go on to CBS Radio, on every one of the radio stations, on 160 of them, one more time is there. They're actually broadcasting wow. the Vivo. I just, you know, it, it's it's so big, it's so staggering that I did my job, and now it's just moving by itself. But when we when we did the videos, what we did was, after the song, after the song was mastered, I had each artist go back into a studio and play in front of a green screen.
0: Okay. So every
2: time you see an artist playing, they're actually in front of a green screen same thing with me, I'm actually singing in front of a green screen. Tatiana Capellas, who's, who's backup singer right there in front of a green screen. Kelly Minoussi, green screen. Lionel Cordell, everybody. Uh, Leah, uh, myself, Kelly Minoussi, Tatiana Capellas, and Lionel Cordell, we were all down in the Red Line studios down in Manhattan, that's where, where that was done. Everywhere else, it was a separate green screen. And at the time consuming mm-hmm. process, because each artist had to start with the doing, that they have, to have find a studio that has a green screen and then play in front of the green screen. Right. Then it comes back. Then it comes back to the engineers and they electronically engineer it. Right. Yeah.
3: Wow. And not only now, that. Now, did the fact, well, i was going to say that did the fact that the that the video went viral was that the, the reasoning behind it going to the movie theaters as far as the come attractions or did you guys set it up? To you? Uh, uh,
2: you know something. I, I I don't know. I guess. I guess at the end of the day, if people really like it, radio stations are going to play because advertisers are going to jump in on the bandwagon, okay. and you know the 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 end judge is those people out there who want to hear it, yeah. so if it's being played on all genre stations across the planet, if you make a lot of friends you're going to make you're going to make some enemies. <laughs> That's right. That's right. if a lot of people like it. Those people out there who can't compete are going to hate it, just for that reason. Not because it's not good. It's because it can't compete. They didn't put the time and the effort in. I didn't do it for the money. I did it for the love of music.
1: Wow. That, this, is, this is just an amazing project. I'm sitting here just shaking my head listening to you talk about it, and it's such an amazing project. Um, I want to play another song, and the next song I'm going to play is Sunday. Tell me about this one.
2: Well, this was the, one of the few tracks that was an instrumental track, and it's about Sunday. It's about going to church. It's about hanging out, having odds and ends, hanging out with your mate, hanging out with your dog, and doing what we all do. We want to relax. Unfortunately, on Sunday, I work. <laughs> so, well, artists as well. You know, when artists out there have a million things to do, they're all, they're all quick to get this in because they all want it to work.
1: Okay. All right. We're talking to Aaron Wider. He is the creator of Grubatech Orchestra. Um, If you'd like to join us in the chat room, please go to Talkingsmoothjazz.com and click on the Grubatech picture that will bring you into the chat room. The phone number is 646-716-5485 if you have a question or a comment. This is Sunday. That was Sunday from Groovatech's One More Time CD. Um, again, we're talking to Aaron Wider. He is the creator of the Groovatech Orchestra. So, Aaron, with you working with 27 musicians and they're all having their own tour schedules or concert oh, dates. Yeah, keep,
2: keep, keep in mind, there were 27 on the first CD. Uh-huh. I, just got off the, I just got off the phone with Nils. Nils is from Germany.
1: All right. There you go.
2: All right, he's going to be jump? on the he, yeah, he's on he's on the second CD as as well as Rob Tarduck up in Canada.
1: Okay, so now on the second CD, are you thinking as you're going to have as, as many
2: um, artists as well? More. More. Wow. More, it's it, it's a it's a project. Uh, I sent you a track by 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 the name of Far Away, right? Mm-hmm. That mm-hmm. that will be on the second CD. That's the only track that I'm willing that I'm willing to like engage or let people like get a taste of. Okay. Right? But, uh, but that that track was written by Killy Joke in 2006, who released who released it on his Genesis album, which was more like a folk Celtic sounding track. And when I heard it, I'm like, I want to I want to inject steroids into this, and he lit up like a Christmas <laughs> tree <laughs> because he knows what that means. He knows everybody's going to be involved, and it's 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 in, it's in celebration to his track. And when I when I when I finish the track, the track is still the track that you have is not completely mastered. It's okay. it's, it, it's there about eighty percent. I still have to inject flute. I still have to inject iwi, and percussion. All right? And I also put on uh, what's his name, Steve Adelson, who plays the chap who plays the chapstick, right? The, the Chapman stick, which is like a bass and a guitar at the same time. Right. These are just things that are these are things that are just coming.
1: Mm. okay. Well, I was going to ask, um, with you working with so many musicians, um, the 27 of musicians and, you know, them having their own touring schedules and concert dates and families and some of them even have jobs, did any, did you have a problem with those, with some of those artists pulling out of the project and you having to replace them?
2: Yeah, I, um, I had an offshoot with Ken DeVero. Ken Navarro had some bad blood with some people, and I have no room for ego here. This is not about ego. This is about the music. And if there's bad blood, you know, if you're going to walk in here and have the attitude, you took my G.I. Joe, not here. Can't have that. It's, it's difficult to hold a project together, a band together of four people. This is twenty seven. All right, I do understand that people have responsibilities. They got prior commitments. They're writing for the theater, they're writing for movies. Kilimanjaro writes writes for movies and he writes for movies. He, he does the scores and the themes for CBS. He's very very busy. However, when I go out, like when we go out and we do a show, I'll give a 3 a 3 month window so people can move things around because the project is a monstrosity and since my whole entire life is about dealing with monstrosity, why not do something with the good in it? You know, and I won't do a show. I won't do a show. It's on national television because it's just too big. Yeah. Everybody wants to get in, and I can't. I can't ask people to stop what they're doing, to go out and do something, or to give up something, unless unless they're enjoying themselves, and that'll take time. We do a show. We do a show down at the Bordeaux on Punch TV. Fifty million people are going to watch it. All right. There's there's a starting point. We do a tour. I don't want to do a show with twenty-five thousand people. It's not me. I'm not there for the limelight. It, it, it was mm-hmm. never me. I don't mm-hmm. want to be in the limelight. Unfortunately, I have to be. You know, listen. I go on, I do a show. I'm done. I come home. I want to come home to my house, my cats, my family. You know how it is.
1: Okay. And and so now with this new project. Um, are you having now artists approach you wanting to be on this new project because of yeah. One More Time?
2: Yeah. Yes, I, they're from everywhere. I mean, I, 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 Sting, all right? Sting was mentioned, Chaka Khan was mentioned, um, Dia, uh, El Diodardo, Aldro, they're, they're all over the place. However, however I'm not going to change the format, and if the shoe doesn't fit, the answer is no. You might be a good singer, but if you don't fit, you know, if, if you want to become a part of the project, it's a signature sound, that's great. If you don't, that's also okay. Mm-hmm. All right? Yeah. Um, but, you, you know, it has to be to the extent where it can be managed. If it becomes too big, there's too much, it takes too, it takes that much longer. And I still have not found an agent that can handle something of this size worldwide. One of the reasons why I'm not going to tour is because I need to have someone there who can handle it. Who's and that was my next
1: question. Yeah, that was going to be my next question. If you have an agent or someone helping you with this, get this promoted and get it out there.
2: I'm actually, believe it or not, I'm actually talking with Stephen Wrench. Stephen Wrench is the manager and guitar player of Leonard Skinnard. Right okay. now, he's into Southern Rock. However, he heard this. He's like, wow, I want to get involved with this. So I'm, I, I'm talking to him. Right, and here's a veteran that's been around for 30 years, and I told him that I don't want to tour the freaking planet. I'm not Mick Jagger. I'm not the Rolling Stones. Yes, we will do shows, but they'll be. Listen, I cannot go out there and do what I do with all these artists, be in the studio and be a tour at the same time. It can't happen.
1: Yeah, yeah.
2: Right, with four or five musicians, it's one thing. Right, unless unless I build a remote studio on the road and I go on the road and we're recording in between. It's it's on the IFCOM. You know, it's it's still in the beginning stages. These things take time. And you're also, well, you, talking, about, you're also talking about the credibility, yeah. of the reputation of every single artist. And I'm not going to move forward unless I know that the reputation as a whole is kept intact.
5: Mm-hmm. It's not mm-hmm. fair.
2: It's not fair. It's not fair. It's not ethical.
1: Yeah, I understand that, uh, Aaron. What is your background musically?
2: I played keyboards when I was younger. And then when I got involved with drugs, I played drugs. I played cocaine straw for, <laughs> for a period of 15 years. You know, I, you know, people out there don't want to hear that, but I swear it's the truth. I was mm-hmm. addicted to cocaine. I stopped everything. I destroyed my life, and the music came back in, and people pushed me. Go into it, mm-hmm. go into it, go into it. They did casually pushed me. And, you know, it's an apprehension. My brother is schizophrenic because I was in the big bro. He became schizophrenic from doing a lot of acid mescaline every day. I ask myself, is that my fault? Mm-hmm. And I have to live with that because I don't because because I don't know. Okay.
1: Well, now um, do you want me to play far away? I know you said that it wasn't mastered yet, but do you want yeah, me to play can, it? Yeah, okay. yeah, you
2: can play it. People are going to love it. Listen, people out there that want to hear it again. They can go onto the site that's coming. This okay. is 75% done. It's not mastered, but they'll get a feel and it's a different it's a different it, it's the same sound. But with a different twist. What I did was I injected electronica into this. Now on this track right here, it's hilarious. I had to go through the session with Philip Sacy five times because I told him on the chorus I wanna hear I wanna hear hi hats and tauntoms. Pop, 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 pop. And
4: mm-hmm. now if you listen to
2: the track on the chorus, by the way, there are twenty eight people singing on the chorus. There mm. are six I'm singing on myself, alto, alto and soprano. All right, alto and soprano on on vocals, and then we dubbed all seven of our voices four times, which sounds which makes it sound like a chorus. My my original idea was to use children. I wanted to use children, but it wouldn't be fair because kids can't kids can't be pulled out of school, and mm-hmm. I don't want to be perceived to be a ripoff. However, if we go on tour, it would be nice to get a child's chorus to do it.
1: Oh yeah, that would be really nice. Sure. All right, so on an upcoming CD by Aaron, this is Far Away. Hey, there's a sneak peek of what's coming up on Aaron's next CD. That was called Far Away. Very nice, I, Aaron.
2: Yeah, I, I love that tune. That, that tune, I spoke to Keely about this, and he told me it's about two children who are separated, who are in love, you know, seven or eight years old. And I was thinking about doing a video, all right, where we're all playing, but then it changes It changes to all the people who are playing are children, and there's a little boy, right, who's got who has access to like a satellite who's looking for the kid, who's looking for the child. By the way, the person in the background singing is Mino Sinelli, who's our percussionist and introducing uh, Ithamar. Ithamar is a Haitian young man that that Kelly found and he brought him over to me and he says, "I already goes, This dish will work." And I listen to him, I'm like, yeah, let's put that in there, you know? So, you know, between all the genres too, what people don't seem to realize is when I sing, I sing and talk folk style. So it's actually mm. seven different genres because when I'm singing, I'm singing and talking at the same time, sort of like Tom Petty, Bob, and Bob Dylan combined. <laughs> sort of, mm. sort of.
1: Okay, okay. Okay. So now, in addition to this new um, um, album that you're working on, what else are you working on? And before we came on, you were t- telling me about a couple of EPs that you were working on.
2: Yes, I'm actually working on mm-hmm. one. I'm working on an EP with Mino Cinelli. All right. Um, these are all in the beginning state. These things take a very, very long time because what I do is the exact same thing I did with the or- Groovatic Orchestra. I'll take their material, I'll tear it apart, and I'll re- and I'll rearrange all the material and turn it into pop tunes. Because as you notice, most of these artists are jazz, are, are sweet jazz artists. Yes. However, it's not going to hurt them if I take what they have, rearrange it, and turn it into a pop tune, which is a time-consuming process because you have to listen. You have to change this. You have to change this. You have to change this. Same thing with Philip say, Phil- Felipe has a project called PSP. Felipe, mm-hmm. Simon, and Pino. All right? Um, they're in the early stage of their project, but they're like the E, Emerson Link at Palmer of the year 2013. And I listened to it, I'm like, wow! <laughs> you know, I, it like, excited because I'm like, this, this is a challenge for me. Here's three musicians, let me inject 16 of them, and then Kili Minucci, and then I've been, also, uh, you have Philip Sacy, you have Mino, Minusi and I have spoken to Wayne Jones in Australia. So it's surmountable, and, you know, artists that contact, I get con- I'm, I'm contacted by artists all the time. If you're not in the project, absolutely not. Absolutely mm. not. You know, listen. Okay. This is this is my this is my hobby turned pro, and because because of the amount of time that it takes for each track, it takes months, yeah. months just to do a yeah. song, all right. And then not only not only does it take me months to do songs, but people out there, I have to get this artist, I have to find this artist, I have to find, like Marcus Anderson. Marcus Anderson is on tour. He's actually going to be playing the flute on Far Away within the next 30 days. But just have to wait for it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: When, it's all, listen, mm-hmm. when it's all done, and when I have the two CDs and all the EPs done, then we'll probably do a world tour. But until then, maybe one show, maybe two shows a month.
1: Okay. All right. And when do you expect your next CD to be um, released?
2: At the end of the year.
1: Yeah? Okay.
2: At the end of the all year. Right. At, at the end of the year. I'm, listen, I'm still marketing... I'm still marketing the Gruovetech c d and it's, it, it's flying up there. It just keeps getting bigger and bigger and bigger. What's the sense of working on the second one when the first one's not finished? I'm working <laughs> on it slowly I'm working on it slowly, but I have to manage the growth on the first,
0: mm-hmm. and plus I need
2: the material plus we need the material to play. mhm
1: mm-hmm. understandable, understandable. Well, I have to say, Aaron again, um, you have pulled off. Uh, a great project with this Groovatech orchestra and pulling together all of these artists and putting the music together and getting the CD done and the videos and all of that. I mean, just, I, I'm, I'm impressed. I am very impressed. Thank,
3: Thank you definitely. so much. I don't think I've seen anything like that. with so Me either, much. Mike. Yeah. Well, you
2: see, listen, my, uh, Mike, Terry, when I do a show, also, not only is it Groovatech, but what happens is, within the show, Let's say I do a two-and-a-half-hour or three-hour show. When I do this on national television, there'll be nine different acts built in because what I'll do is, when I when I do an EP for Philip Stacey, those songs we played, they're, I, 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 I produce the songs. However, we add that into the act. Same thing with Kelly Minussi. Kelly Minussi will do five of his songs. Right? Marcus Anderson will do a couple of songs. So you'll hear about 40 songs. 24 of them are attack, but we're all playing together. And what I'm doing is, I'm shining the limelight on the artists who actually created the song, and we'll all jump into the bandwagon. So what I'm doing is I'm rotating, I'm rotating the credit around a circle where everybody gets an equal play in front of, in front of the audience. All together as Groovatek, collectively, and then individually we all play with them as well. And it goes back and forth. So, you know, we'll play a song, Sun is Rising. From Sun is Rising, it'll go into one of Killian Manussi's songs, and then it'll go into one of Philip Sacy's songs, then it'll go into one of Mino's songs, and it'll go back to Groovatek. So on and so forth. This is why it is taking so long to do it because when you're taking 50 songs and you're them together, it's a long, long process, never-ending, non-stop music. Two percussionists, two drummers. When one drummer, when one, when two drummers are playing, one of them will stop and they'll start playing into the next song, and the next act plays, and then the next act plays, and the next act plays, and it just takes a tremendous amount of time, money, and effort to get it done.
1: Wow. Well, it's definitely been no small feat for you over almost you know ten years in the making, more than ten years in the making. You've, and you spent five million dollars to put this together, so that's been no small feat for uh, for you. And you know, kudos to you for doing this. Kudos Thank to you for great. doing this. Yeah, Thank definitely. You so much, Thank you very much,
2: Thank you very much.
1: Oh yeah, it's my pleasure. I'm very happy that we got the chance to speak with you and um, let everyone know where they can find the music.
2: They can go to www.gruvotech.com, um, Amazon. They can go to iTunes. They can go to CD Baby, or the Groover, the GrooveTech Orchestra website. And by the way, by the way, on that song, Far Away, I'm I'm looking at Facebook right now. During that song, it jumped 53,000 53, hits during the song. I I don't know what to say. I just I, 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 it, it's it's staggering, <laughs> staggering.
1: And What did you tell me um, before we came on when you posted the flyer on the sh- about the show?
2: I'm looking at it right now. It shows 253,839 people looked at this post, and I only have 160,000. I, I have 161,000 fans on Facebook and 1.5 million on the site. And just on your show, it's showing right now 253,839, and it jumped 50,000 posts. Doing that song. Oh, my God! Okay,
3: what's your, is Groovatech? Is, is that what it is on Facebook? Groovitech? No, no.
2: It, it, if you go to, if you punch in Facebook Groovatech, you'll see, you'll see that I posted Talking Smoothie Edge, where you meet the artist, with, with, with the ad, with the ad on it. And on it, it shows 253,839 people saw this post, and it just jumped 53,000 in that song. Wow, hmm. that's crazy. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, well, it's a good thing. <laughs> yes, it's yeah, a good, very good, good thing. thing. I'm, not gonna, yes. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. I'm, I, I'm pretty sure it's gonna be a problem with your board usage, but <laughs> 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 oh,
1: wow. we'll take it. <laughs> we will take it. <laughs> well, um, real quickly, I just want to read. Um, I found a review that Wave FM did on um, the CD, yeah, and
2: Stuber, the last Stu
1: Yes, oh, great review. I just want to read the last line. The last paragraph says, One more time is a perfectly orchestrated soundtrack for anyone needing a fresh, hip, and stylish injection of one of the newest and creative sounds today. And you can read that entire review on wave.fm. So def- yeah. I,
2: want, I wanted to bring something up to you, too, um, that I actually have a movie that's being done in France and Vietnam. All right, they're considering of using a soundtrack. We 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 have been going back and forth. It's not it, it's up in the air right now, but they've been they have been pushing me and they have been pressing me and they have been pushing me. It's actually he's a movie director by uh, the name of Chuck Edwards of Cry Havoc Films. All right. And I've been reading I've been reading the script, all right? And I'm very, you know, it's it's very, very important that something that, that something works.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But
2: um, that that is in the making.
1: Oh, cool. Cool. Well, congratulations to you on all of your efforts um, in putting this project together, and I look forward to talking to you the end of the year on the new project.
2: Thank you very very much.
1: All right. Anything Thanks else, Mike, much.
2: you want to add?
3: Uh, no, just uh, like I said, a nice project. So everybody go out and please support this project. Uh, I really like it a whole lot, and, and the artists that you have on there are some great artists. You know, like you mentioned, yeah. uh, Mike McArthur, uh, he's a saxophonist, of course, uh, Marcus, Jeff, uh, you know, Marcus, uh, I mean, uh, Matt, Marshak and his brother. Yeah. Yeah. So you have some yeah. really, really great artists on there. You know, that a lot of guys are uh, friends of mine as well. So, you know, I'm I'm really uh, happy to see that the, uh, you guys pulled this off the way that you did. So, great. Yeah, like really. You. Thank yeah.
1: you
2: so much, guys. Thanks. You guys have a good one.
1: Thank you. You, you too, now. Aaron. Have a good day. Bye-bye. Bye. All right. That was Aaron Wider. He is the creator of Groovatech Orchestra. You can find that on the website, groovatech.com. It's also available on um, Amazon. The name of the CD is called One More Time. You can follow Aaron on Twitter at Aaron Wider and the number one as well. All right, Mike, anything you want to add? What's going on with you?
3: Uh, nothing much going on for me too much. Just sitting here watching the uh, football, the playoffs now. Uh, okay. you know, they just play off football now, so that's on. And, um, the, uh, of Luther King weekend is coming up. And that weekend, there will be a lot of jazz happening. Um, they have the Columbia Jazz Festival down in Columbia, South Carolina, which would have, uh, highlight Gerald Albright, um, Jeanette Harris, uh, and, uh, uh, Juan Luke, uh, who is it? I think is was Juan Luke, somebody else that's going to be down there. But a bright, nice jazz festival, guys. Check that out, Columbia Jazz Festival. And up here in Baltimore, we're having a local show with uh, artist Jared, uh, violinist, Chelsea Green, and guitarist from Philadelphia, David P. Stevens. So that's going to be a hot show as well.
1: Oh, good, good. Okay. All right. All right. Thanks to those in the chat room. Joe from Germany, Smooth Jazz Zero, a couple of guests. Thank you so much for tuning in and listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Um, You have been listening to Talking Smooth Jazz with your host, Jazz Queen. In Mike Reynolds. And we look forward to talking smooth jazz with you again next time. Until then, keep it smooth. Aaron, thank you again. And You're everyone, welcome. have a great day. Thank you for listening to Talking Smooth Jazz. Please visit our websites, talkingsmoothjazz.com and mastermind-entertainment.com. Join our Facebook fan and group pages, and follow us on Twitter at jazz underscore queen. And the Daily Grind. That's T-H-A Daily Grind.